I thought you said black madam. I brought my nipple clamps and I did my butt stretches. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Uh. Yeah. You know what show it is. It's another disgusting episode of Sc- Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC. With me, co-host, the geek fluent girl. She's back. Say hi to everybody. Hi, guys. And, oh my, the personality, the beard, the looks, the style, the hot takes. It's the total package. He'll tell you what you should be spending your time on and what you shouldn't. It's Colby Mack. Colby told me. Say hi to everybody. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Colby Mack, and I'm finally back <laughs> on the Screen Fit Podcast. Yeah. Yes. You, it's, this is your second time. You recorded, like, in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. I was literally in a cabin in the mountains of Georgia. We recorded. I was in this, like, really creepy oh, room right. with, like, wood paneling on the yeah. walls, just sitting on a uh, bed. I mean, I'm actually really surprised that my father did not wander in in his tidy whities uh, because, you know, that's his favorite form of uh, attire. But yeah, I, I, I was in my dad's cabinet in Georgia. I'm surprised that you did return. It's so. one of those things where, like, one, I love the energy. I love the uniqueness of this podcast. And it's always in my rotation. Yes. Yeah. Today we are gathered to fix the 11th film in the DC Extended Universe. This one bringing the box office prowess of Dwayne The Rock Johnson into DC to flex muscles, to give us his charming facial smirks, whatever he's doing. Men want to be him. Women want to be with him. I think, you know, okay, this, uh, okay. we'll talk about this later. <laughs> because <laughs> The Rock is the weirdest movie star sex symbol that's not, not really a sex symbol. Oh, he's really romantic in any film that he ever yes. does. In fact, I was really shocked at the end of Jungle Cruise when Emily Blunt kissed him. I was like, oh, this isn't right. Nobody kisses the <laughs> rock. Kisses the rock. This is bizarre. He's like this like asexual. Like, <laughs> like he just doesn't even seem like a real human being. He is like an alien. Yeah. He's just sent here to entertain. <laughs> And we will get into it. Yeah, we're here to talk about and we are here to fix, in case it's not blatantly obvious, Black Adam. My son sacrificed his life to save me. His powers are not a gift, but a curse. Born out of rage. Cannon needs to be locked down before innocent people start getting hurt. He's been asleep for 5,000 years. You find us a cell that can hold him, we'll take care of the rest. Who's on the team? I didn't bring a passport. We don't need passports. We're the Justice Society. Black Adam. We're here to negotiate your peaceful surrender. Heard about at least three killings this afternoon. I'm not peaceful, nor do I surrender. Here we go. I 
I kneel before no one. I never said I was a hero. You believe you are not worthy. But fate does not make mistakes. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. Okay, Black Adam. It took over 10 years to make this movie. Dwayne Johnson was first approached in like 2006, 2007 about playing Captain Marvel or Shazam. They eventually couldn't use Captain Marvel, but he was not only interested in playing Shazam, he was also interested in playing Black Adam, the villain of that particular movie, as it was being written and pitched at that time. The director attached to it back in 2006, 2007 was Peter Sagal, who directed Tommy Boy. Tommy like. Tommy want wingy. Nutty <laughs> Professor 2 and 50 First Dates. So I just think if this thing had been made earlier, we would have got a vastly different movie. The Rock playing Shazam from the director of Tommy Boy. Wow. Yeah. I want to ask you both, does that appeal to you at all? Geek Fluent Girl first. I mean, I love Tommy Boy, <laughs> but... Uh, I just don't think it would have worked since Black Adam is so serious. Yeah, how, how do you feel about it, Colby? I would have loved it. Like, honestly, I think that if it wasn't for The Rock being so gung-ho about this being a complete total shift to how people want to yeah. perceive him mm-hmm. and his badassery, right? Yeah. I think it would have been a lot of fun. I think The Rock naturally is such a comedic talent that he was trying to hold himself back. He's essentially supposed to be T2 you know, Terminator in T1. Like, that's what he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be the immovable <laughs> yes. force. And I, there was there there was something that was at odds. I wish that he would just, I, I would have loved to have it lean towards that. All right. Yeah. So it could have been a much more comedic take on it. I mean, you could have had buff guy in a little coat. <laughs> so yeah, Tommy Boy director, possibly. But anyway, we moved on from that. That never quite happened. So it wasn't till April 2014 when Warner Brothers they started planning their DC extended universe or DCEU and they talked to The Rock again in 2014 and he said he was still attached to the film but he wasn't sure if he was going to play Captain Marvel aka Shazam or Black Adam but then that same year he said he would in fact be playing Black Adam and studio executives at that time they weren't sure about this because they were like Dwayne Johnson is this giant star and instead of having him play our main hero, we're going to have him play our villain. At this time, Shazam's origin mm-hmm. and Black Adam's origin were supposed to happen in the same movie. So that's when they decided that they were going to go ahead and split it. They were going to do Shazam movie and then Black Adam so that they can get their star power with Johnson mm-hmm. as leading to this vehicle. It seems like such that's a that's missed that. opportunity because during that time, it made all the sense in the world to me. And then granted, maybe he didn't want to go through this again, like how he did with Vin Diesel in the Fast franchise. But essentially, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson, Black Adam, John Cena, you know, that's <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it should have been. And it would have been this, oh, like, yeah. hyped up WWE event that would have gotten <gasps> that entire fan base on board, you oh know. Oh, my gosh. But this was before John Cena was John Cena. He was John was Cena that was trying Cena. to break in. John Cena was doing the, the straight-to-DVD WWF films at the time, and no one yeah. wanted to have him kind of break out of that mold. Like, if he was if he was John Cena Peacemaker 10 years ago, yeah. this entire oh, yeah. movie would have been completely different. 
Oh yeah, totally. And, and wasn't he doing like straight to DVD like movies where he was serious? Like, oh yeah, where he's like a firefighter or something. Yeah. Then a couple movies came out. They realized how funny he could be. Do you remember his performance? I think it was uh, what was the one with uh, Tina Fey? Tina Fey and, and Amy Poehler. Oh lord. Yeah. Uh, what the heck uh, was that one? What was S- it? Sisters. Like it might have just been called Sisters. I don't know. We're on the same page. Yeah, he was so funny in that, yeah. and then I feel like he was getting roles. Do you have kids? I'm sure I do. So yeah, so they started moving forward with him as Black Adam in his own movie. They got this writer, Adam John, name with too many consonants and not enough vowels. Sits, sits, sitskill. <laughs> and he was known really for writing the film's due date and maid of honor. So he did that Robert Downey Jr. and... Uh, Zach Galifianakis. And Zach, Zach Galifianakis Hilarious road trip movie. movie. I'm not gonna lie. It, I, I remember a lot of different laughs in my life. I will never forget the laugh where Robert Downey Jr. cusses out Zach Galifianakis and spits in his dog face. Sonny, you will be sorely missed, you little bat-faced piece of shit. I have never well, I'll get in all it. of my 23 years. I almost died. Whoa. It was like, hilarious. Yeah, but dogs are kind of like that. That dog was probably like, you know, the dog was just... Licking it up, tasting whatever Robert Downey Jr. had for lunch. <laughs> Turkey sandwich and, and cocaine. <laughs> that movie's hilarious, bro. Yeah, so that's who they got to write this movie. And then in the director's chair, we have... Go ahead, try it. I dare you. Get it right. I have, this, th- wait. <laughs> I have this stuff written because, okay, first of all, I'm going to say this. That uh-huh. I was actually went to France for the first time like two months ago, so I'm, I'm totally French. Yeah, listen to this. Jean-Mère Colossera. Oh, 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 oh. Ratatouille. <laughs> anyway, so... You can be an extra <laughs> at Disney. And- <laughs> That's great. So... So The Rock, I feel like he likes to pick these, like, directors, and then he's, like, chummy with them for a couple movies, and he makes, like, two or three movies with the same guy, and then he moves on to, like, another one. The Rock did, like, three movies with Brad Payton, and then he did three more with Ross and Marshall Thurber, and this is his second with Jean-Michelet Serra. Who, <laughs> most of his movies are a bunch of shitty Liam Neeson action movies. <laughs> like his post-Taken. There was Taken, and then he did like maybe two more decent ones after that. And then everything after that was absolute shit. And they all sound the same? like Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Hostage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kidnapped. Yes, exactly. Every one of those movies, he's old, he's grumpy. Everything you've heard about me is true. I've lost my family, my job. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> and uh, how did you guys feel? I'll go with Kobe first this time. How did you feel about Jean-Marie Colette And give his name a shot. <laughs> Jean-Colette Oh, that's way better. Than I've, been, I've been working on that one for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that this yes. movie is visually indistinct from other superhero films. And that's okay. It's not bad to not be special. It's just very much generic, which the direction is. Yeah. And I also believe that The Rock in particular, when he chooses to align himself with a creative, it's because that person, what they their value add to this entire process is that you know your role. And if anybody from the Attitude Area era knows of The Rock, like, you know your role, Jabroni. And I think that he's adopted that same work ethic and like works with the same people. So that way, when the next film comes yeah. along, there's very minimal like talking or back and forth needs to go on. Yep. Like things can just be executed, even though this film took forever to be made, right? 
Yeah. Remember, before wrestling, the guy was in professional football. The directors that he picks are just game manager QBs. Oh, oh or they're like players coaches. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that freedom that he That's wants. Geek what did you think about the direction of Jaume Colissera? Should I try, still try to say this? Jean, Jean-Marie Colissa? No. <laughs> that was way I, off. No, it's, I know. That's right, <laughs> I, did right. not, I did not actually practice like looking at the director's name. So yeah, That's fine. Um, I had just gone in there with like no expectations. I was like, this is going to be a great film. I'm sure it's going to be fun. And that's exactly what it delivered for me. So also too, I actually am getting to more, I like more of the DC movies. And I think it's because they really do try to break a little bit of the Marvel formula that we expect from superhero movies. I just think that this movie was not afraid to get weird and wild. And I think that Aquaman was also not afraid to get weird and wild. And while they're not mm-hmm. like great movies, I always appreciate movies that get yeah, a little take weird. Take some risk. We're talking about superheroes. Like, we grew up on cartoons about seeing things that we never thought that we'd see in this medium, but now we've got the money and the technology to make it work. Regardless of what people may think, I thought Aquaman was a really, really fun movie, and I think that that movie particularly was visually distinct. Are you kidding me? I've had this argument with so many people, and I just die on that hill. James Wan said, oh, you want your comic book movie here? And he's, like, taking your head and shoving your face in it. You you like that? Eat all of it, bitch. You're like, oh, you're like, choking on it that's what it is like you don't watch aquaman <laughs> you choke on it you drown, you drown in it, in like, it. this movie is fun i dare somebody to sit here and try to give me like yeah. a coherent statement of why this movie's not fun you know if i want uptight i'll go watch triangle of sadness but i'm not gonna watch that i'm gonna watch you know black adam you know yeah uh. We'll talk about the characters now real quick. (laughs) Pierce Brosnan plays Dr. Fate, senior member of the Justice Society of America, who has the Helmet of Fate, which is some kind of alien helmet from some entity called Naboo. A minor fit. And I think that this can apply to any superhero adaptation going forward. There's certain words and phrases and names that work in comics, but should not be uttered in other mediums. We should never <laughs> say out like, loud. Nabu, no, Nabu is no, Nabu's that. not bad. Ever saying Justice Society of America, that works for the 40s and 50s, right? Yes. You can't, like, they should never be called that. It should be called the JSA. And when somebody asks, oh, what does that yeah. mean? It doesn't matter. We're just yes, the JSA. Yeah, We're just yeah. the JSA. Justice Society of you know? America. I was also thinking yeah. to myself, why is it just Society of America all the way in Kondok. I'm like, like literally America's in their name. Just like you could make some kind of statement about America thinking they need they need to police the world or whatever. And, you know, and being in countries where they don't belong and whatnot, which is they alluded to some of that. But literally the just society of America being the first call. Like, is there no just society of like Europe? Like yeah. so, no just society of somewhere else? Just send, society send of somebody North Africa? Else over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, where's them? Yeah. There's got to be somebody closer. Yeah, yeah but they got to haul the just society of America over there there who apparently lives in basically the x-men house <laughs> x-mansion <laughs> the x-mansion but it's in louisiana yeah. i mean <laughs> complete with the jet coming right out of the grass yeah you know i was gonna say this too dr fate's design and a lot of the design of the characters reminds me of the slow motion shots too were reminding me of tarsum singh his movie oh oh immortals immortals there we go okay yeah. gotcha 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 yes oh. 
Yes, yeah, I've seen more. Seeing Immortal. Yes, yes. It's yeah, kind of, it, like, it has that gradient that you that that gradient um tone to it that yeah. kind of it was like three hundred at all those times where like we were yeah. getting out of swords and sandals and getting into like much more like epic fantasy with like yes. eighty seven eleven really taking over the action and stuff. The stunt choreography in Immortals with Henry Cavill is yeah. sick. Um, I don't yeah. know why. I'm like, who played the rest the movie The Wrestler? Aronofsky. Oh, uh, uh, uh Mickey oh, Rourke. Yeah. That's right. And it's like yeah, yeah. So I get exactly what you mean. And it has. I think it's because like yeah. the way that the golds and some yes. of like, the, the color blocking on like a lot of like yes. the browns and stuff. It's real rustic, but it has like this kind yes. of gloss to it. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a, that's a really good peg. I think The Rock was intentional in regards to superhero action, which is like my bread and butter. What I love. This is top ten best superhero action all time. As a kid who played with action figures up until the time I was twenty eight years old, and then my wife was like, "Hey." You gotta cut this out. I had to cut it out. <laughs> I love seeing the depiction of superpowers on screen because we've always been limited with technology, yeah. but now we don't have those limits anymore. Uh, like, mm -hmm. I, I see Hawkman shoot the one with the rock. I've never seen Hawkman do anything of like of, of great prominence at all, and he's taking on the rock like he's Superman. I love. Yeah. I, I was like out of my seat, getting excited yeah. to see he's, superheroes he's, do super shit. Yeah, I mean, see, taking on the rock because he's got his ancient alien metal and his old. And I love. They don't artifact relics, they yeah, don't all, his, all his relics. He, but they don't explain shit. So nothing. actually, like, the, it's funny <laughs> because I literally was like, shouldn't all these punches really hurt Hawkman? Because yeah. I don't know. Because he, to me, he just looks like a guy with some armor on, mm -hmm. and then that's it. Like they tell you that there's anything special about him, and he's getting pounded yeah. by Black Adam. And I'm like, this guy should be dead. Doesn't he pick up a car in this movie? <laughs> So yeah. I, yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Hawkman being in basically every character was indestructible in this movie, but like, <laughs> like, uh, but Hawkman really. When I was watching him fight, I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna enjoy this, whatever. Like, you know, I was like, just let it happen. Speaking of Hawkman, he was played by Aldous Hodge. Not a lot with Aldous Hodge as far as the movies go. He was in Straight Outta Compton and in Hidden Figures. Hopefully, this is his big uh, breakout. Playing Adam Smasher is Noah Centineo. How do we feel about Noah Centineo as Adam Smasher, Geek Fluent Girl? I thought he was kind of adorable. Just He was just kind of like my uh, grandpa's... I think he's the nephew. He should oh, be right. like the nephew. grand, the yes. great nephew, right? Henry Winkler's really old. Yeah, I... <laughs> He's really old. I mean, his, his name should be Henry Winkler at this point. But come... You gotta understand, Noah Centineo... That's a dreamboat right there. All right, I want to put yeah, that guy oh, in absolutely. everything. All right, that guy, that, he he's got the goods. That like chiseled face. Yeah, northeastern accent, but like not too much, right? It's like. Right. Uh, but yet that sweet boyish charm. That's yeah, perfect. He's got, he's got it. That's right. Makes me think back to the stretches from the opening of this <laughs> episode. <laughs> so yeah, just side note, side note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Noah Centineo at one time either he was cast or he was close to being cast as uh, He-Man. He yeah. In like a yeah, in like a He-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a He-Man movie that I've also been writing for years. I get in my own way a lot and I'm mashing up the He-Man universe with the Thundercats. Um Oh, oh nice. my god. Yeah. You know what? Did it did Hawkman's logo and the look like the one You're in so the plane much. remind you of like Thundercats? So much. Thundercats. Yes. I was just like, yo, okay, cool. That was a choice. 
<laughs> I watched so much Thundercats when I was a kid. Who did not get their first chubby to um, Tigra? Oh, Chitara. Wait, oh, <laughs> is that who it is? I don't know who. Ta- Wait, Chitara. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tiger's a dude, which is not no. There's no problem with that. There's no problem oh, no. with that. Right? I mean, I'm exposed. It's out. No, no, no. I don't. No, I met Chitara. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So in, you know, in, yeah, in, in my maybe. in my movie, I fan casted uh, Charlize Theron as Chitara. Oh Ooh, yeah. That's an excellent choice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. yeah. Chitara. Yeah. I mean, Chitara was sexy. Two set like. Uh, Man, Saturday morning cartoons were very awkward for me sometimes. So that logo was really getting me rolling when I was in the theater. Um, <laughs> had to move my popcorn. So what uh, 80s cartoon got you horny? <laughs> Key Fluent Girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Made you grow up a little quicker. Oh, I always loved Gambit. Oh, oh that there it is. was always like, oh, yes. He's like, Masari. Oh, the accent. The nice. accent, yeah. He, obviously, he's very good with his fingers. The swagger, he's, he's throwing fl- out his the cards. cards. <laughs> Kobe Mack, was there, was there a Saturday morning cartoon that made you squirm? Oh, man, too many. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on, like, Roger Rabbit, right? So, like, yeah. you know. Uh, oh, well, Jessica, Jessica Rabbit, Rabbit is, yeah, that's, that's, that's like the a, ultimate. Yeah. And also, I was talking about this to somebody. Remember that movie, Cool World? It's Kim oh my Basinger. gosh! The, Brad Pitt. Her cartoon is the most yeah. erotic Yo. cartoon. Yes. Like I also saw that when I was a, a kid. Okay. I literally had to like look around. Like, <laughs> this, am I allowed to watch? Is this, this okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, I remember my mom was like, "Where are you going with the VHS tape of Cool World?" <laughs> <laughs> Up to my room. Don't worry about it. Make me some cookies. I'm going to be hungry in about 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. We're almost to the cast, and we're going to bust through this. Here we go. I swear to God, guys. Last person that I want to talk about here is the actress that played Cyclone. Her name is Quintessa Swindell, and she made her acting debut in an episode of Euphoria. So she's relatively new to this and then gets this big old role as Cyclone. Did you like the actor that played Cyclone, Kobe Mack? I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. I'm going to blame this entirely on the script and not on this actress. This was a diversity hire. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, because this thing, she's given nothing to do (laughs) except look very pretty and twirl. And it's like, I just, I wanted so much more for her because I would say this, as a person who used to work with a casting director, she's got such an interesting look. And I felt like that The Rock and this director... (laughs) Cared absolutely nothing about anything else outside of that. It's like, you know, we need to sprinkle a woman in here. She should be black too. Well, you know, well, the thing is, they actually tick a lot of boxes because she's black and she's also non binary. That's right. Yep. Forgive me. So, they are a diversity hire. They are. So talented. So, yeah, I like. Yeah, and yeah. they did not give her enough yeah. to do at all. Honestly, I hope that a lot of these characters can be spun mm-hmm. off. I think the casting is fine. Um, I just wish that particularly there was more for them to do in this film. 100% agree with that because I actually thought that the Justice Society, I thought all of them were awesome. Like I wanted to know so much more about them. I agree. Yeah. And then we've got Ishmael Gregor was played by an actor, Marwan Kanzari, and Uh, Adriana. Adriana Tomaz played Sarah Shahi. So I just want to know really, really quick, Colby, did you like this movie? It seems like you did. Oh, yeah. And do you think that this film did the character of black adam justice justice enough justice enough all right so 
Colby liked it. Did audiences like it? Geek Fluent Girl, why don't you give us the fresh hot stats? All right. Well, this was an awesome opening weekend. It opened with uh, 67 million domestic. That Ooh. is a bigger number than what Hobbs and Shaw did with 60 million. Whoa. Yeah. We loved it. We're with the audience. It was 90% audience score. The critics, because they don't like fun. I agree with Colby. <laughs> if you don't like this movie, you just don't like fun. 39% was the critics score. Well, you know, after those scores came out, The Rock tweeted, The phenomenal 90% audience score for Black Adam is so gratifying for so many reasons. 15 years. Thank you all so much for the love and support. In the end, the only thing that matters to me is sending the people home happy, and that's what I'll always fight for. Aw, and that's like why The Rock always has a special place in my heart. He's a man of the people. He needs to run for president, doesn't he? I mean, he's been the people's champ since the late 90s, you know, and he transitioned, you know, his weapon of the people's elbow into the people's brow, and now is the people's performer. And... I can still be able to give a fair and just perspective that is not colored by, you know, my adoration of The Rock, while at the same mm -hmm. time recognize like, yo, these are these films' shortcomings, but this is why I still think you should see it. Ultimately, Rotten Tomatoes is not a 39% this movie's good, you know, 61% yeah. this isn't. It's saying For sure. that 39% of critics say to go see it, which means that 61% percent say don't and that's just wild to me like there's nothing yeah. harmful about this film that you shouldn't yeah. go see like totally. <laughs> you know what i mean no yeah yeah you're right no that's an interesting way to think about it like why would you tell somebody not to see this movie i've never thought about it that way <laughs> this is not wasting your time for two hours oh. no not at all all right so let's go ahead before we just start fixing a movie i'm gonna go ahead and read a quick plot summary from movie pooper where they wipe away the excess here is the one pinch summary. The land of Kandak is overrun by the mercenary group Intergang. Archaeologist Adriana Tomaz finds the crown of Sabak, which Intergang pursues, and she awakens the alleged champion of Kandak, Teth Adam. Knowing of Adam's destructive history, the Justice Society of America heads out to bring Adam to Ad Amanda Waller. Adam proves to be powerful and has no qualms about killing anybody that stands in his way, but he forms a bond with Adriana and her son Amon. Intergang's leader, Ishmael Gregor, kidnaps Amon and forces Adam and the others to bring him the crown. Although Adam kills Ishmael, he sees that his powers are out of control as they were when he killed the corrupt king, Akhtun, which led the wizards to imprison him. Adam explains to Hawkman that his son, Harut, was granted the powers of Shazam and was the true champion, but he gave his father his powers to save him after assassins killed Adam's wife, and they killed Harut as well, leading to Adam's revenge. He willingly gives up his powers and surrenders. Ishmael is resurrected as Sabak and begins to terrorize Kondok. The Justice Society and the citizens fight back, with fate summoning Adam to fight back before Sabak kills him. The surviving Justice Society members help Adam as he uses his powers to tear Sabak in two and save the city. Waller contacts Adam and urges him to stay in line or she will send others after him. When he challenges her, he's met by Super. That is your huh. quick dirty plot summary good stuff right before we fix a movie so many people work on a movie thousands of people i worked in hollywood in the early 2000s i know about the filmmaking process i know about how many people it takes everyone's doing their best what is one thing you really liked about black adam my the geek fluent girl i was talking about how much i love hobbs and shaw so i like just the sheer ridiculousness of things showing strength 
honestly, when he just like pulled the two helicopters and crashed into each other, that was just awesome. <laughs> just to show you to be like, okay, I, this is really a god with power. It helped you gauge the scale of like his his actual inhuman strength. <laughs> All right, uh, Kobe Mac, what did you, what is one thing you really liked about Black Adam? The music, while subtle Ooh. in this film, is a banger. Not the soundtrack. There's way too many needle drops in this movie. But the music underneath it, the score, my goodness. Go to YouTube, go to Spotify, go to Apple Music, and look up the Black Adam music for the motion picture by Lauren Balfe. It is so good. There's a song for the JSA that after about two and a half minutes, it cuts in and re- this. It is so good. It's really good. You know what? I think in general, DC and DC characters have the best music. One thing that I really liked was, I I mentioned this earlier, how it just was not afraid to get weird. I love that when a movie is not holding back for the next movie. All right. With that out of the way, what do you say we fix this movie? Let's Let's do it. Fix it. Fix it. Colby told me. What else do you plug? What else you got going on? Man, um, I am, of course, with uh, Minorities Report um, at mm-hmm. mreportpod.com. Uh, we currently are doing a, a retrospective series on James Cameron. It's been fun because I have not dedicated a lot of time to him, and I think he's sneakily crept into my top five in regards to directors. James Cameron, are, are you guys going to cover Piranha 2? We skipped Piranha 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, anyway, what is your first fix for Black Adam? Oh, man, we talked about a lot of characters. Minorly, we talked about two that are pretty prominent. I am love-hate with some child actors. And this kid, Bodhi Sabagwe. He, he was bad. Oh, he's awful. And <laughs> he's, his, his mom is not that much better either. I don't know if they carry prominence in like in their region, like with regards to their careers and stuff like that. Yeah. But neither one of them are doing it for me performance wise. And I'd scrap them entirely. I think the core of what makes movies like this work is it's a fish out of water story for our protagonist. But also, like we hinted at before, we already are trying to get this kind of Terminator 2 arc out of it. But instead of having a young, young boy, because that would be kind of old hat. I would give yeah. myself more Adam Smasher. I would want Al, young Al, okay, to yeah. be the Adam Smasher, to be representative of this young boy. So imagine, all right, we had the JSA sent out on a mission to thwart, okay, intergang from going after this crowd. We still keep the mom because we do need, you know, an opposite to kind of play along. Yo, is she the same woman that plays Adam's wife? In the in the cut in in the in the flashbacks, yes, right. It is okay. Cool. In in the comics, she's Adam's wife. I know that too. What? Okay. See, I yeah, that <laughs> okay. character. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. They wow. did, they do nothing with that <laughs> at no, all. No, not at all. <laughs> so yeah. essentially, well, she becomes Adam's wife. Yeah. yeah. So we have Cyclone and Adam Smasher sent ahead of Hawkman and Doctor Fate because you know they're you know they're the new guys who kind of go and campus some things out and kind of go and essentially while they thwart Inner Gang um, from getting the crown and everything, they accidentally unleash Black Adam. So we get we still get the same cards and everything, but we get so much more of the buddy comedy coming from the straight man that is Black Adam right and then playing yeah. opposite Adam Smasher and him trying to stop him <laughs> him going through different stages of like bigness and yeah. stuff like that yeah. um, and then trying to keep everything quiet so it doesn't get back to Amanda Waller or Hawkman Ooh. until it gets too big for them to be able to handle so once again that's my oh fix my swap out that kid give me more Adam Smasher to be the kid surrogate in the movie that we want I like that that's yeah. so good like, I like the idea of, of them being there for something else and then getting swept up in this larger thing with Black Adam. I think that's amazing. I think that's way better than what we got. Yep, and more Adam Smasher is a great. Yeah. Can he just control his whole body, or can he also control just body parts? Can he make body, just, just parts of him bigger? I mean, isn't that every boy's dream? <laughs> Maybe that's why he's called Smasher. <laughs> Fluent Girl, what is your first fix for Black Adam? So my first fix, I feel like we're picking on the kid. He was awful. When he had to stand up and give that speech, trying to inspire those people, I was like, oh, this is bad. So my fix is just as pretty simple is let's just not have the narration by the kid. Let's just, because it was like a huge mm -hmm. like exposition dump. It kind of took you out of it. You're like, first I was like, what movie? I mean, I knew what movie I was watching, but I just. Oh, no. And I thought I, I was like, wait, yeah. did we redo the Scorpion King? Hold up. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, again, I'm going to just like lean on Colby. There was such an amazing score. Couldn't we have just like had that whole opening with a great music score instead of just being like, I got to listen to this little kid explain about why this is Kondok's like hero and how this all happened and. Because there's such dark scenes that are happening, but you're like, you're listening to a child tell you. So that's all. It's a, it's a simple fix. Just lose the kid narration. Oh my God. You know Good. what I just thought about? Take that fix. We get a cameo of Shazam reading a Kandaki story to kids at an orphanage. He's like, where'd you get this from? I don't know. I found it at a wizard's cave. <laughs> Whoa. That would be awesome too. Including Shazam. And he yes. thinks he's just reading some yeah. story about like older Shazam or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like some kind of myth or something. He doesn't even know it's real. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you get the benefits of all the charm and charisma of that actor, mm. you know, Dave, uh, um, um, uh, Zachary, Zachary Levi. Levi. Uh, telling this yeah. to kids. And he can really yeah. do more with it because as presented, it's just very lazy. It's like this is important yep. information to be able to inform the audience about where we were. Give that to Zachary Levi Shazam in a very funny way. This guy could have beat me in a fight, whatever. Kondok, ooh, whatever. And for some reason, <laughs> has to end up leaving out of the story. But essentially, you yeah. just use it as a device just to be able to like make it much more entertaining and narratively yeah. satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Good fix I like already. That. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was weird that there's all these dark things and a, a kid talking. Although a lot of dark things happen to kids, right? Stepdad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JC, we've we've uh, picked too much on this kid. What is what is your first fix? Okay, so my first one is 
I really like the Justice Society of America, and I wish that they had managed to fit more. And this is what I, I would have done to do that. It's going to take a couple uh, twists and turns. So for Cyclone and Adam Smasher, it's going to be very easy. I want them to struggle with legacy because they are the, the legacy characters to older heroes that were on the team. And I want them both to struggle with the legacy of living up to their predecessors mm -hmm. and give them a side mission that fails. Colby like what you said before, give them a side mission that fails. We're on the same page here. And they have to wonder if they can really uphold the legacy of those that came before them. So I just want those two youngsters to, to bond over that and encourage each other and not let each other give up. I like that for them. And then they hint that Hawkman and Dr. Fate have history, which we're not privy to. So I'm going to add some stuff from the comics. So Hawkman is a character in the comics who was reincarnated over and over. And he started as Prince Khufu in Egypt. And he was oh, murdered. Okay. However, because of this special metal that he was exposed to from an alien spaceship crash, he reincarnates over and over and over. The thing is, though, he's never aware of his previous lives. And... In the comics, there is a moment where he eventually regains the memories of all of his past lives in the comics. He's like, oh, my God. Like, he literally realizes he's been alive for, you know, 4,000 years or, or, or whatever like that. And to make Dr. Fate's death more impactful, I want the story to make it known that he reincarnates over and over. But before Dr. Fate dies... I want Hawkman to come into contact with some like shards of Eternium from the Rock of Eternity and he gets jolted and his memories of past Hawkmen return. And since the early 1900s, he sees his memories of Dr. Fate, this guy who's always finding him and looking after him and guiding him to the Justice Society. And he's done it multiple times through a lot of eras. And remember in the movie, also Dr. Fate talks about being in World War One. I. I want a scene that shows Dr. Fate in World War One entering a home that's been bombed by the Germans and he finds a child left with its parents dead. But then in Hawkman's flashbacks, when he gets all of his memories back, you realize the baby in the bombed out German shelter is Hawkman. So mm -hmm. Hawkman realizes that he's been friends with this guy, Dr. Fate, for like 120 years. And that makes Dr. Fate's death that much more impactful. And I think it gives everyone on the entire team a little more backstory. So that's my first fix. I'm tearing up over here, bro. That was great. deep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That just needs like, to be its own movie. <laughs> and I cry really easily at uh, movies the older I get and the more that my testosterone levels drop. I'm pretty sure I'm getting breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Colby, <laughs> Colby Mack, what is your second fix for Black Adam? I would fix the core crux of this movie where this should have Shazam. Kind of like mm. you can't have Joker without Batman. And we yeah. got Batman in that movie. It was just a young Bruce Wayne, right? In this yeah. instance, if we can't get Zachary Levi, somehow let's get the Shazam family that they are divorced from their power so they can't turn inside this film. And essentially they have yeah. to lean on the previous champion and something happens where the Eternium, right? There's this big explosion. Cause the one thing that I did like the fact that I thought the movie was gonna go a different, uh, different way. But after we get all the badassery of the rock, stone cold, destroying all these um, inner gang and stuff like that, he gets mm -hmm. shot with an Eternium rocket that does wound him. He That's tries right. to fly and comes crashing down to the ground. I thought that would have been an amazing opportunity where great, 
we know The Rock is a good guy. We can't make him bad the entire movie. So now this is our out. Yeah. He's been mortally wounded, per se, and yep. he has no memory of who he is. He's a blank canvas for him to just be the good guy, to be The Rock, the big, lovable oaf that's stumbling around the city of Kondok, helping these kids get back to their chaperone that got separated because of this big explosion, right? Yeah. Him experiencing humanity without having his powers or leaning on the monster and yeah. raids that he has on the inside is, is the thing that kind of can keep him to now turn good. So when he does regain his powers, he has more of that in check. Essentially what I want is a Superman 2. <laughs> I want a okay. Superman 2 of of this movie. Anything to help The Rock like relax and bring more personality out in his performance, I'm all for it. The, the stoic Rock is Dave Bautista. Yes. Mm. That would have been a really interesting film to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Shazam and Dave Bautista as Black, Black Adam. Adam. Wow. And you wanted Cena and Jai. It sounds like you just want wrestlers to just <laughs> I mean, be battling in these in the in these Shazam movies. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I mean Maybe Dr. Fate should have been played by Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Blue and girl, what's your second fix for Blackout? Man, that's like really hard to follow up. You got this. This was the first time I actually met any of these characters. And at first mm -hmm. I kind of felt like they were like copycats sort of of what you have in Marvel. Mm -hmm. Even though I was doing some research and we know that Hawkman, he's from 1940. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like Falcon, Dr. Fate, of course, reminded me of Dr. Strange, but Dr. Fate also is from like 1940. Dr. Fate would wipe the floor with Dr. Strange. Oh, I know. Though, I like Cyclone. I really liked her character. And okay. just like that little brief snippet, the exchange with Adam Blaster, you know, when they're getting to know each other. And she's yeah. like, well, it was a mad scientist that like pumped me full of uh, nanobots. Yeah. And you just don't really get much after that. And so I kind of would have just liked more of that really intriguing back. Backstory. I loved the the Adam Smasher and Cyclone, that flirty nature. She obviously liked him, and he was like kind of a big dumb oaf. I think kind of liked her too. So <laughs> he was sweet. The way to his heart is obviously she can use her wind to blow some food over to his mouth. <laughs> Yes, he was constantly eating. <laughs> I thought that the bucket of chicken when they were trying to talk to the bad guy was a little overboard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I would have liked to have seen him constantly eating. That would have been re really, really fun. Just not right then with a giant mm -hmm. red bucket of chicken. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, she can just blow some food right into his mouth. That's the kind of blowjob that I'd want. Hello. All right, JC, give yes. it to us. What is your final fix? All right, mine is similar to Kobe Max, basically more personality for Black Adam. I don't like stoic rock. I think he should just realize what he is, which is muscles and one-liners. He should just be the modern Arnold Schwarzenegger to me. So there's a couple ways that you can like set up some of that. Like they do the good, the bad, and the ugly scene, but that's barely set up. Like he just kind of glances at the movie and then all of a sudden it's a whole scene where they play the Ennio Morricone music and he has a, a standoff. There's no real context for that. So I want kind of what Colby had said, but in your version, he kind of got knocked into like amnesia so he could have his fish out of water moment. I also want him to be a fish out of water. Like I need a section of the movie where we can just watch Black Adam marinate as this fish out of water, which would pay off in a lot of ways later. Make him be fascinated by like iPhones, pizza, the internet have like a funny montage of him and society set to the Johnny Cash song, Man in Black. 
Well, you wonder why I always dress in black. Have him fall in love with watching Western movies. See him watching them like all the time. Then that standoff scene actually pays off. You can also ground him more into modern society with a Sarah Shahi, which is Black Adam's romantic interest in the comics. You can let her be someone who gives him tough love, helps him embrace the present, helps him let go of his past mistakes and start a life anew with her. A little flirtiness. I know it's very weird to watch The Rock be intimate with anyone for some reason it's like i i mean but (laughs) he's called the rock but we never see that he's got the rock downstairs ever and i think (laughs) i don't know where to go with that he clearly he only has the johnson in surname that's it All right, so I think without further ado, we should consider this movie Screen Fix. So, do you have a final thought, Kobe Mac, for Black Adam? Yeah, I mean, does the hierarchy of power, is it unchanged? No, it's not. And I'm so happy that that marketing quote can just like, can slowly fade away. Um, It was getting irritating. Um, But at minimum, this movie is a value add to the DCEU. And I think having... Dwayne Johnson and what he brings with his work ethic and his mm-hmm. appeal is nothing but a good thing. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with this Flash movie, but um, I'm still excited for DC. Yeah, th- that should never see the light of day. Or they should just like deep fake someone's face <laughs> onto Ezra Miller. Like just deep fake Justin Long. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even give a shit. It can't be him, right? Oh, my God. Do you have a, a final thought for Black Adam, Geek Fluent Girl? You know, I just came up with sort of like a little minor fix, and this will also uh, help bring in John Cena. Uh, <laughs> you know, we were able to have hardcore right at uh-huh. the prison where Black Adam was held. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we have like actually had Peacemaker there? Or why didn't they recruit Peacemaker in the beginning for the Justice the Justice Society of America. Because he's not good. He's but now you're making card. me want to see a buddy cop between Hawkman and Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my final thought, I just wanted to kind of give some actual info about Black Adam. In the comics, his origin is Egyptian. His Shazam acronym coincides with Egyptian gods. And the Shazam for Billy Batson coincides with Greek gods, Greek and Roman gods. So they both say Shazam, but they're different types of powers because they're based on different gods. They softened him a little bit in this, believe it or not, in the comic. The way he gets his powers is he tricks his nephew into saying Shazam and giving him his powers, and then he murders his nephew. Oh, wow. Black Adam kills the Egyptian pharaoh, and the wizard that gave him the powers is like, oh, hell no, and blasts Black Adam to the edge of the universe, and it takes Black Adam 5,000 years to travel back. Yeah, so he's a lot more messed up. Anyway, I just want to thank Colby Mack from Colby Told Me. Uh, Why don't you tell everybody once again about the stuff that you're doing and where everybody can find you. Yeah, you can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Colby Told Me. That's K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-L-D me. You can find primarily my reviews and my other podcasts at M Report Pod on all available major podcast platforms and my reviews at mreportpod.com. So when they ask you where you heard it from, you can tell them Colby told me. Nice. 
and us. Thank you again for co-hosting Geek Fluent Girl. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me, uh, Geek Fluent Girl, on Twitter. All right. And you can find Screen Fix Podcast. We are at Screen Fix Pod on Twitter, Screen Fix Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Give me your best The Rock saying, tell him the man in black sent you. Go ahead, my The Geek Fluent Girl. Tell him the man in black sent you. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Colby. Tell him the man in black sent you. That's a pretty good Dwayne. Let me try. Tell them the men in black sent you. Terrible. I can't do the rock. He's hard. He's a weird, he's a weird impression. It is. It is tough. Anyway, thank you for listening. We will be back. Bye, everybody. That movie with Paul, the, no, the, the music video with Paul Abdul and Scat Cat. Yeah, opposite the track. Yeah, yeah, that's right. With with MC Scat Cat. Yeah, which is kind of gross considering what scat means. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>